Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies today, I'm your host James Seltzer. It is Friday, June the third. As we come off the most relaxing day in a while, <laughs> off day yesterday, the first off day in sixteen straight games for your Philadelphia Phillies, a desperately needed off day after just a slog of baseball. Now, granted, they did win their last one very. Exciting prior to that, they'd lost 12 of 16, had lost five straight, have just been really cruising towards the bottom of the league at the, as of late. But um, it was a nice win the other night. We talked about it, the 6-5 to five victory, a well-played baseball game. You know, you get contributions from the bottom of the lineup, McNicky Maton and Bryson Stott coming through for you, but... Um, a win's a win. You'll take it. Back at it tonight with the Angels coming down. Mike Trout coming to town for the first time in a long, long time. Be interesting to see the reception that Trout gets. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who, you know, we love Mike Trout. He's a, you know, kind of a Philly guy with the whole Philly fandom at least, but also, you know, he didn't come home to play here. So there's a little bit of that left over as well, but I think ultimately it'll probably be more positive than negative, but interesting to see when Trout returns. And look, Trout returning in better shape than the Phillies. The Angels have certainly been playing better baseball than the Phillies this season, a much better baseball team. We'll dive more into the matchup. Coming up a little later, just kind of recapping where we're at right now, June 3rd, you know, as we head into the first June weekend of baseball of the season, and you know, we're, we're a Phillies team that's scuffling right now, as we know. And, uh, you know, a lot of people thought certainly the potential if they had lost the third game of that Giants series back-to-back sweeps to the Mets and Giants, it would have been six straight losses, 13 of 17, all that, that, uh, you know, there has been a uh, finally a bit of a murmur out there about the potential for Joe Girardi to get replaced Obviously, they won on Thursday. Excuse me, won on Wednesday. It did not happen on Thursday on the off day. Um, usually, teams will do it on an off day if they're going to do something like that. It does feel like the team is not as clearly, by the fact that he made it through yesterday and still here, but the team is not ready to fire Girardi, as ready to fire Girardi as the fan base is. You know, I keep going back. I mentioned this the other day, but I keep going back to that strange comment Dombrowski had at the quarter pole of the season about not looking at managers in season at all. Like, I don't evaluate managers in season. It was such a 
strange comment to make, especially, you know, if ultimately you do decide that you want to move on from Girardi in the season, then, you know, people will call that comment back up, right? I mean, and say, well, Dave, you, you said this, this, you know, I don't ever evaluate managers in season, what changed? And, you know, he's opened himself up. So I do think that, you know, I don't think the Phillies are looking to fire Girardi. Well, I, I think they should be. I think we all know where we stand on this, you know, or at least, the, you know, the the a large portion of the fan base and certainly where I stand is that Joe Girardi is a bad baseball manager that this team has yet to respond to him in two and a half years of being here that he is a disastrous manager of a bullpen he is a poor in-game tactical manager and he is as lifeless as they come on the bench and the team has seemingly you know taken his lead and and we've got a lot of it is what it is is and a lot of eh, there's always tomorrows and you know we've talked a lot about this but it just doesn't feel like this team goes out every night saying we have to win this game tonight you know it, it, it doesn't seem like it is a an imperative for this squad on a nightly basis to just go out and win baseball games you know it's um there's always another game and, you know, when you start to fall as far back as you do, there isn't always another game, you know, at least at a certain point. And, you know, the Phillies, we're, we're, we're at crunch time here, so to speak. You know, we are at the end of that gauntlet of a schedule that we had talked about. You know, this is uh, really the last two series of it. If you want to include the Diamondbacks on account, I wouldn't include them in the gauntlet part. But they've been playing better baseball, look somehow better than the Phillies, which is, you know, saying something. But, um, you know, this gauntlet of schedule didn't go well, as expected. But now three at home against Los Angeles, the Angels, the Angels. Also, as uh, you know, as we know, are playing very, very good baseball this season. As the Angels really having a, uh, finally, a good year. They're 27-25, though, so they have struggled a bit as they have uh, lost eight straight, the Los Angeles Angels. So they were playing great baseball, but have really, really struggled over their last 10, 2-8 and eight over the last 10, so eight straight losses for the Angels. So you are getting the Angels at the right time as far as this goes. The Angels finally starting to look like the Angels again. So that is good. The Angels had been, obviously, they're 27 and 25. They've lost eight straight. They have gone from 27 and 17 to 27 and 25. Okay. All right. Little, little hope there, you know, but the Angels still have been significantly better than the Phillies over 22 and 29. Obviously, the Phillies. 12 games back of the 35-18 and 18 New York Mets. The 35-18 and 18 New York Mets. you got to be kidding me. Three and a, or two, and a, two and a half back of the Braves. Braves at 25 and 27. As you know, the Phillies are tied with the Marlins right now. The Marlins are 12 games back as well. Played two last games, but... You know, the Phillies don't have much time left to really start to turn on. Now, wild card, that's a different story, right? I mean, you know, this this wild card thing could go later into the season, you know, as, again, the Phillies right now sit five and a half games out of that last wild card spot, the San Francisco Giants. Um, so, you know, they're, they're still in it for the wild card. Granted, they're game behind the Pirates, for what that's worth. Two and a half back of the Diamondbacks, who... They'll be facing next week, so you know it's um it's time to win some games. So the Phillies, 
so, I mean, oddly enough, after not even off day for 16 straight days, they're off today and they're off Monday. But we have the three against the Angels now, which, again, you're getting them at the right time as far as it goes this season. Then you go to Milwaukee for three. Milwaukee has been just awesome, you know, as expected, just dominating the Central this year as Milwaukee, um, you know, way out in front there. As they played really good baseball, the Brewers. The Brewers are sitting at 33-20 and 20 on the season, three games up on the uh, St. Louis Cardinals for that division lead. But you know, the Brewers have been a good baseball team. So it's the Brewers and then the Diamondbacks, who again are two and a half games better than the Phillies, but no juggernaut. But then, you know, you get into this stretch here. You got the Marlins, you got Washington, five against Washington. Two more against Texas in Texas. Maybe a uh, payback for the sweep here. Then you go to Seattle, uh, excuse me, San Diego for four. That's tough. Then three against home against Atlanta. Hopefully easier than, you know, they should be somewhat easier. Then you get three at home against St. Louis, three at home against Washington, four in St. Louis, two in Toronto, three in Miami. And then the second half of the schedule is 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 noticeably easier. You know, we've gone through it before, but there's a lot of Washington. There's a lot of Pittsburgh. There's a lot of Chicago Cubs. You know the 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 very beatable teams. I mean, the fact the Phillies have not played Washington yet is is you know astounding. But you know, look, the, I think the only cause for optimism I can bring right now is the schedule. I mean, that's it. There's no other thing that you can point to to say, oh, you know, be optimistic. And and look, I'm I'm certainly at the point with this team after watching them play for two months now this season. Where I don't believe it until they do it. You know, I'm not. I am no longer of the they'll figure it out uh, uh, persuasion, so to speak. I'm definitely of the. It is still early enough to turn this season around from a wild card perspective. Opinion. I do believe that. You know, losing Gene for three months, almost up to three months, whatever is, is really tough. You know, the Harper elbow continues to concern me. There are certainly. Things that you can point to to be very concerned, but do I think the Phillies are still in it for the wild card? Yeah, five and a half is not twelve and a half like the division. You know, that's it is manageable, so to speak. Um, especially again with the schedule. If you want to look for positive, say, all right, this schedule gets crazy easy compared to what it's been. It is so much easier. Again, you have not faced the Washington Nationals yet, who are one of the worst teams in baseball, the worst team in the division, handily. So it doesn't matter. Now we have to see the Phillies actually beat these teams, you know. I mean, the Phillies got swept at home by the Rangers this year, so you know. Um, but but that is the cause, the reason for it. But I, again, I'm I'm much more at at you know believe it when I see it mode with this team now. I'm I'm done saying all right, you know they went out and got guys, they're going to be better. Like as we've talked about so many times, there's something you know almost rotten to the core right now of this group, you know, and and um. Until I can see them figure it out, until I can see them band together and actually look like a baseball team, I don't know, to the Alex Coffee store from last week, I I've actually look like they're having some fun out there. Is that a crazy thought? You watch the Mets. I was watching the Yankees last night against the Angels, funny enough. You know, and Jameson Tyon almost throws a perfect game. And, but like these teams look like they're enjoying what they're doing. You know, that the baseball is a, a fun sport that they're good at. And they go out and they and they're good and they enjoy it. it. It doesn't feel like that ever with the Phillies. I mean, this is a team full of it seems just struggling guys trying to figure it out and trying to find some life and and, and it's just been so lacking from that perspective. And again, that's part of the reason I come back to Girardi and the 
lack of life that he shows fronting the team and how that, you know, I think permeates through the rest of the team. But there's not that much more time to, to keep farting around, so to speak. You know, if this team is going to figure it out, and it is pretty crazy. You know, we did the exercise the other day of looking back at the 2016 Phillies, a team full of guys like Tommy Joseph and Tyler Goodell and, you know, O'Double and Peter Borges and Freddie Galvis and Cesar Hernandez and all these, you know, scrubs, let's be honest, scrubs playing meaningful, meaningful innings and and you know this te- that team was on pace pacing better than this team or the same as this team at this point you know and it's um it really does show how how hard it is to believe that this team doesn't get better i mean again like i think this team is flawed i think they clearly don't know how to win baseball games they have not gelled the you know, uh, parts are more than the sum, so to speak. They're kind of the opposite of the Giants in that way. But, um, you know, so it's it's just a team that, 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 that is flawed, but they're still way more talented than those teams. I mean, like even Gabe's first team here, that 2018 team, I mean, Bryce Harper wasn't here. You know, Romuto, not that, you know, he's been good, but Wheeler wasn't here. I mean, a lot of these guys, Castellanos, obviously, all that. I mean, you are you got Reese Hoskins playing left field and you won 80 games. I mean, that team was in first place in August. You know? <laughs> there were, and, and at no point did we think that was real. Like, that was one of those real situations where we are like, all right, this is definitely going to fall apart. It's just a question of when. But, you know, you look at those teams and the talent collection on those teams, and then you look at this this team, and, and, and you just have to say, what is going on? I mean, how is it possible that this group of guys, this this collection of talent, can be this disappointing. It, it really is. It's astounding. You know, I am. I don't. I don't fully get it. You know, I mean, you look at this lineup, and and I mean, like again, we're talking about teams with Carlos Santana playing meaningful innings, or or you know, like we talked about, you know, Cesar Hernandez, Michael Franco's the starting third baseman on these teams. At least now you got, you know, Castellanos here and Harper here and Reese Hoskins here and Kyle Schwerber here and, you know, guys who, who at least you heard of playing baseball before. And, and it's just it's just a mess. JT, a 695 OPS on the season. Reese Hoskins, a 704 OPS. Reese Hoskins is a 302 on base percentage. You want to know how much Reese Hoskins is struggling. The man has a 302 on base percentage. If there was ever anything we could count on with him, Yohan Camargo, 647 OPS. And he's been a nice player for the Phillies, but, you know, back to earth, right? Alec Bohm, 664 OPS. Bohm has really struggled as of late. The average all the way down to 263 and only a 304 OBP and a 664 OPS. I mean, that's pretty bad. I mean, here's the crazy thing, right? Because then, you got Odubel at 791, you know, hasn't played as many, but Odubel's 274 average is good, you know, better than most, but 307 OBP, not good enough. But the funny thing is, um, Kyle Schwarber, you know, if you take Odubel out, he's not played quite as much, but, you know, one way or the other, but in terms of OPS on the team, obviously Harper with his 943 OPS, Harper 303, 359, 584, really the only player on the team who's living up to expectations in any way, shape, or form, or even 
close, at least uh, offensively, I should say, of course. There's been some nice pitching, but you know what I mean. Um, then Odu at 791, then the third highest OPS on the team is Kyle Schwarber. He of the 192 batting average. I mean, if you take OPS as a, a representation of an offensive player, and not, you know, it's look, far from perfect and it's whatever, but but just on a, a very basic level, you know, you know, it's saying that Schwarber's been the third best offensive player in this lineup this year. And obviously, look, uh, Nick Cassianos is at 742 for an OPS, so he's right below him. Um, you know, right there. Gene Segura at 731, just below that. Obviously, Gene out for a while, but, you know... <laughs> It is. It is a really, uh, a really kind of glaring, shining example of of why the team has struggled so much. That you look offensively, and you know Kyle Schwarber is is been one of the th- arguably, and certainly when you include the the leading the team in homers and all that stuff, like he's been one of the three most productive offensive players on this team. Top five for sure. And anyone who's watched Schwarber this year feels like he's been a massive disappointment. I mean, how could you not? The dude's batting 192. He does have 12 homers. I mean, if he keeps playing every day, he's going to end up with 35, 40 homers, and yet somehow is going to uh, potentially bet 200. And look, for what's worth specifically with Schwarber, like he, like, you know, it is annoying to be like, oh, slow starter guy, whatever. But I mean, the numbers are pretty crazy when you look at him historically. Like, he is bad in April and May, and then usually gets going in June. So I'm I'm going to reserve my Schwarber hate till the end of June if he doesn't start getting going this month. And look, already, you know, he's one for one in terms of good games in June. So, you know, I'll take that. Um, but it is pretty astounding. It's bit stunning when you look at those numbers and look at the stats and say, you know, and know that we watch this team every night that Kyle Schwarber's, you know, by numbers, the, the potentially third or fourth best offensive player on this team. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know about how horrendous this baseball team has been, how disappointing. It is a shame because, you know, you have gotten some nice nice starting numbers. I mean, Nola, obviously not, you know, they won the game, but wasn't, you know, kind of fell apart in the sixth the last one. But Nola, for the most part, has been better this season, a 392 ERA. Kyle Gibson, a 383 ERA, has been, I mean, really dynamite. In terms of what you could hope to get from, from your fifth starter, Gibson's been awesome. Zach Wheeler, ERA down to 316. Wheeler's back. Rangers, the, the big question mark, obviously, at 469. Eflin's ERA is at 460 and, and did have that rough last outing tonight going uh, against the Angels on the Hill. But you know, Eflin has at least shown those flashes. I mean, that 12 strikeout game against the Dodgers was super impressive. And obviously, he's been back and forth with some injury issues. But Rangers been a disaster. And the bullpen, obviously, a, a mess. Um, so I do think that, you know, that's kind of where this team just needs to get better. And they need to get better. They need to find ways to be better as a group. You know, it's, um, it is, uh, again, we're running into that spot where it's starting to, you know, we're starting to run out of time. We're, we're legitimately starting to run out of time. And you got a, an Angels team coming to town that, um, again, has play better baseball than you know the eight straight is nice to see because you know they're coming in scuffling but they've definitely been a better baseball team you look at them from an offensive perspective i mean you know mike trout a a 1009 ops on the season he's been better than any philly taylor ward continues to crush taylor ward batting 333 on the season a 1096 ops for taylor ward he's been awesome for the angels kind of out of nowhere as their leadoff guy of course they've got Shohei otani um, their line has been good. Jared Walsh has double-digit home runs. Like, 
Um, they're missing Rendon, which helps Anthony Rendon on the ILs. That'll help the Phillies as he's obviously a um, really, really nice, uh, really nice player for them. Um, pitching wise, the Phillies did luck out. They do get Lorenzen in this series, who's been very good for the uh, the Angels, a three one nine ERA on the season. Uh, Patrick Sandoval has been great for them, a two seven ERA on the season. So. Um, you know, pitching wise, you do, you know, got some, some matchups that you know, could go either way from that perspective as, um, you know, the Phillies, we get Eflin tonight. It's a nice matchup tonight against, uh, uh, Silseth. I, I don't even know who that is. It's because of injuries. They've had to throw him into the rotation, but then you get San- Lorenzo and Sandoval the next two nights, but it's against Wheeler and Gibson or night and day, I should say. Um, so, you know. And again, I think getting the Angels as they're coming in a little scuffling, I think is a really good thing for this Phillies team. Because again, I think the core of what I, I feel today as a Phillies fan is, is um, you know, it's kind of like, I, I don't know how best to phrase it other than time's up. <laughs> like, this is it. Now. I feel like this is what I feel as a Phillies team, as a Phillies man. Now. Like, you have to do it now. It's it's over. This scuffling, this 22 and 29 baseball team, the team that has bad news Bears plays every other night, the team that just can't seem to put up a, a consistent offensive showing night tonight, the 11 one run or less game team. Like, all that stuff's got to end now. This team has to win more games than they lose. They're seven games under 500. Just to get back to 500, they'd have to win seven straight. When you think about the type of baseball they'd have to play to get to 86, 87, 88 wins to compete for this last wild card. They're going to have to play like 15, 16, 17 games over 500 the rest of the way. And again, there's a team that through 51 games is seven games under 500. So essentially, they're going to have to play, you know, like 20 plus games better than they've played so far. That's, I mean, it's a big ask, right? I mean, that's a tall ask. That's why it has to happen now. Like, they can't wait any longer to turn this thing around. That's why I thought they would fire Joe Girardi just to kick this team in the pants. And look, they just need to get close enough. They need to stay in it. The trade deadline makes moves, whatever, because the team is flawed. They're going to need to fix the pen up a bit if they're going to really try and make the playoffs. If they're going to, you know, you might need a leadoff hitter or a center fielder or something. Like, there's stuff that needs to be done. I mean, losing Gene for three months is a killer. Like, and again, that's why I'm I'm not betting on him anymore. You know, I'm done with that. I'm done believing in this team. They have to earn it now. This team is full on Earn our belief mode. There's no other way to put it. They have to go out and win some series. They have to go out and string together some freaking win streaks. They need to creep their way back into this and become a relevant baseball team. Get to 500. I mean, geez. Not asking a lot here. Win some series. Handle teams you're supposed to handle because guess what? That's where the schedule is heading now. It's the only chance the Phillies have is to take advantage of a bad schedule. We know in the past they haven't. We know Miami's a house of horrors, all that type of crap. That can't happen. There's high stakes with this team right now. I mean, John Middleton went out and and put up or shut up. The man put up. He went over the tax. 
paid for this team. This team is lots of money invested in it. They got a high price manager. We've got stars on the team. They've got like what five guys make a hundred million or more or whatever it is. Four guys. I mean, that's that's no joke. No more excuses. The time is now. It's go time. It's go time, Phillies. It is go time. No more excuses. No more bad play. Figure it out or else the season's over. And, oh, by the way, if you guys don't turn it around, it will go down as one of the most disappointing seasons in the history of Phillies baseball. One of the most disappointing series seasons in Philly sports history. Like, that's what the expectations were. That's what the level was set. And so far, they've been a massive disappointment. A massive, epic disappointment. Now's the time to turn it around. It's go time. Can they answer the bell? We're going to find out. Like I said, I got to see it to believe it. That's where I'm at right now. So, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Show me something, boys. Got a team on an eight-game losing streak coming down. You got a chance to shove Mike Trout's decision in his face. Let's freaking go now. Let's hope it happens this weekend. Either way, I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. And no matter what happens, we'll be back to react to it on Monday. So until then, as always, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.